0: Hey there M&Ms, it's me, Jordan. It's just me here today um, recording the intro with all the craziness that's going around in the world with coronavirus and social distancing, self-quarantine, all that good stuff. Just a little bit easier for us to, well, for me to go ahead and just record the intro. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. We have a really good episode for today. Um, But before I go into today's episode, I just kind of wanted to touch base on What we are having to do with again the craziness that's going on around us. So, with me and my family having to self quarantine for the next 14 days, week and a half or so, um, makes it a little bit difficult. And again, social distancing for us to get together. So, we're not sure when we're going to have another episode ready for you guys. So, we apologize for any inconvenience, but We know that you guys are going to understand and give us some grace there. We will keep you guys updated on what we're doing and and when we can get everything back up and moving um, via social media. So please make sure you're following us on those platforms. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our Instagram and Twitter are at Podcast, and then our Facebook is mental maintenance podcast so make sure you're liking following us there to stay up to date but moving on to today's episode so I'm really excited about this one and I know Denise is too we actually interviewed a family friend of mine uh, Garrett Butler if you are in the Fairbanks area or local you probably know who we're talking about I honestly do not remember him never being in my life um for as long as I can remember he's been around he I guess at this point, he's probably more like a brother or a cousin for me, but we grew up together, him, his mom, and my mom were best friends growing up. Um, we spent a lot of days at Harding Lake, at their family cabin, and just a lot of good good times with our childhood, honestly, and we started the episode out with just talking more about his mom, who actually passed away when Garrett was about 13 years old from cancer, i am quite a few years younger than Garrett so i honestly don't remember much about his mom Uh, i referred to her as aunt Heidi i do know that and just throughout my life i you know i've asked questions about aunt Heidi about to my mom i've asked him a few questions and it was just really cool to be able to sit down and really just have him talk about his mom um definitely an honor and just felt very really special I loved loved every second of it, even though I know it was a really hard story for him to tell. But that's where we started off, um, just his journey, what he remembers, and taking care of her. And you could just obviously tell that she just loved family, and family was number one up until the day that she passed. Moving forward, about halfway through the episode, we actually talked about him becoming a police officer. So he is a local police officer here in Fairbanks. He talked about where he was motivated and found the inspiration to become a police officer. And then he talks about the ins and outs and the ups and downs of being a police officer and how hard it is day to day, every single day, how hard it is. But at the same time, how he would never do anything else. So it's a really incredible episode. We're really, really excited for you guys to listen. Um, I will throw out maybe a sensitive listening or a trigger warning. Um, He does go into... A shooting that he was involved in Um, he talks about you know having to see suicide almost on a daily basis so just be really sensitive to listening if you are sensitive to any of those subjects Um, yeah but like I said we're really excited and we appreciate you guys tuning in and as soon as we can bring you more episodes we will absolutely be doing that so cheers
1: okay so have you ever done a podcast interview before?
2: Have I? Mm-hmm. No. I've no. done T V interviews. T V interviews, Never yes.
1: A podcast. <clears throat> How was that, by the way? How w- your T V
0: debut. W- oh gosh.
2: It was okay. It was <laughs> it's a lot more than I thought it was gonna be.
0: Yeah.
2: It turned into a mess as far as like Like my the
3: process of social
1: it? Social
2: media, oh. my Oh like my work email and oh. just craziness. Just people sending outlandish <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable stuff so yeah that was crazy
1: that's, that's like what funny. like what we're, like
2: like i got a love letter from this one gal after the first episode like it's the morning so the first episode aired and i was on the first episode and the next morning um i come to work and at my work email <laughs> i get a letter that says hi uh i couldn't help but notice how hot you were on <laughs> alaska pd and i like
1: that she said hot <laughs> <laughs> Jeez.
2: and uh i also noticed that you didn't have a ring on your finger. Oh, so i want to tell you a little, little bit about ears. myself oh, and then it was like when i was 10 years old or, or, or about 10 years ago i fell off a 64 foot cliff and miraculously survived um I would love to relocate to Alaska and keep you warm at night and you know
1: That is super brazen. Oh, it was <laughs> it was
2: ridiculous. Like she was saying how she wanted to marry me and have a couple dogs and it's like all right and it didn't even stop. So a couple of weeks later I get another email with uh um some pictures <laughs> of her, and she looks oh, like... Oh, yeah. the same, same person. The same gal, yeah. And she looks like she fell off a 64-foot cliff. <laughs>
1: Aww. Yeah,
2: which sucks. And then um, the next episode aired with me, and then there was another one from her. and Dang. That's just one, but I've got tons. Yeah. So it,
1: if you just... And you just don't respond? No. I'm you just kind of like let it, no. let it... Just
2: let it float into the mist. <laughs> but it turned into a joker on the office, because now the guys are trying to get my computer when it's not locked so that they can send an email to her oh, you know no. Yeah. oh no you can't do that That's gonna ruin my life yeah
1: yeah and maybe up. hurt her feelings <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, which i don't want to hurt her
2: feelings i don't want to i was thinking about for a while sending her something that says like hey brave yeah
1: yeah that's super hey like, thank you yeah. i appreciate
2: the nice words and stuff but i'm sorry i'm engaged and i can't do that (laughs) so and i've never met you (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. there's that factor as well is that why you're wearing a ring now it it, it 100 (laughs) percent is
2: (laughs) good eye that is exactly why
1: i i can understand that yeah Yeah. i feel like that's probably she was not
2: happy at all (laughs) and actually when the show when the show came out And they did the first episode instantly. My like during the episode, I got like 500 friend requests on Facebook and messages from tons of people, and she was not happy at all. She was pissed. So that was.
1: I guess I don't know that I would have like thought of that. I would, I I would didn't think, think that of there, it. there might be a few. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, there's always, I feel like, a few. But then, yeah, I didn't think it to that extent. I
2: didn't think of it at all. So <laughs> it, it just went insane. <laughs>
1: I wonder how long it'll last.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I had to make a Twitter just so that they would leave my Facebook alone. So now oh, I have a Twitter that, that I never do idea. anything yeah. on. Yeah. That's and people just message it all, the, just, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you can keep it. So that's kind of funny. That's but. funny.
1: Fun, fun. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, I think I just wanted to start with how we know each other. Sure. Which I feel like I don't really remember. It was so long ago. I just feel like I've always known you.
2: Yeah, so I believe our, our parents met. Your mom and my mom met. Um, I don't remember exactly how they met, met, because mm-hmm. we were so small when it happened, yeah. but... I do remember that she was friends, I believe, with my aunt first, I and think then so. my aunt brought her to the lake, and you guys showed up, you know, and that's we were where both we
1: lived, teening, and then <laughs> yeah. we were all out there, yeah,
2: um yeah, yeah, so, and then your mom and my mom became way better friends than katrina was with with my mom, so
1: okay okay it,
2: that's that's where that started,
1: and, and that's and, what I'm like curious to ask you about if you remember their friendship because I I unfortunately
0: don't remember Aunt Heidi very much so
2: I remember um a little I remember so and this is something that's hard for me as of late because I'm getting older I'm Mm -hmm. what 34 now um but I don't remember much of my mom Mm -hmm. so what I do remember is waking up in the mornings at the lake Mm -hmm. being probably five years old you were probably two or three yeah um I don't even think Brooke was born at the time, but um and seeing mom and your mom on the couch doing crossword puzzles <laughs> or whatever whatever they did, yeah. you know, just that. just shooting the ship, playing the Scrabble, <laughs> doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, as long as I can remember, I remember you and Brooke being around. That's mm-hmm. and I remember me being the only person that Brooke talked to for a long <laughs> oh, yeah, time. I which about was that. which was pretty funny. Me and Donnie, yeah. which was interesting like
1: legit talk to or like would she was just like really shy or like in a group of people she would only talk to you guys no
2: no, no. like she wouldn't talk to anyone
1: mm-hmm.
2: i mean obviously her I mom mean, yeah. Or yeah. Jordan, but yeah. yeah she didn't my Other mom would ta- try to talk to her and she wouldn't talk she would just <laughs> kind of stare at him like a crazy person um but she did talk to me a little bit she was little It's um,
1: <laughs> funny yeah that's
2: all we did was the lake that was it Mm -hmm. for a long time it Mm -hmm. was just you guys were always there we were always there and then jd and drew and all the cousins Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. were always there so that was it was nice yeah it was a good childhood when we had it i feel
1: like when i think of my childhood i think of harding lake oh yeah it was every single weekend thing Mm -hmm. and my family so well i feel like you guys were my family at that point right Mm -hmm. it was aunt katrina aunt heidi I feel like all you guys were just cousins. Um, Exactly. But my actual family also has a cabin at Hardin Lake, but it was on the opposite side. And I remember growing up, I would always ask, like, "Are we going to our lake? Or are we going to Aunt Katrina's lake? <laughs> like, which one are we going to?" And even though they were lo- five minutes apart <laughs> on, a, <laughs> yeah, on a boat yeah. or a jet ski, yeah. where, you know, you just get on and go. But for a long time, I don't like—I don't even remember going to my cabin at all. It was always
2: yeah, a and well, that's—I don't know why, because we had the shittiest cabin probably out of all the cabins, <laughs> yeah. but it really was a cabin. So if you go yeah. to Harding Lake now.
1: Oh, you're seeing lake houses. Yeah. They're lake houses. houses. It's yeah.
2: unbelievable. But our cabin is still a legit cabin. It has a little living room,
3: mm-hmm.
2: a really crappy kitchen <laughs> that we hardly ever cook in because we use the grill, yeah. and places to sleep. That's yeah. it. There's yeah. no heat. There's barely electricity. There's no running water. It's right. an outhouse yeah. that outhouse. we dig ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's it's just way different than
1: the hot what tub. it is
2: now. In the hot tub.
1: It's like a... I don't know what
2: do you well at the time it was called a snorkel stove hot tub oh. it was it's basically like a wood stove that was stuck halfway yeah. into the hot tub shit
3: got hot. it would get it would get
2: almost literally boiling it was yeah, so hot that's, I because like, it's just be, wood yeah you, you just, feel you just it stoke wood. it yeah, and, just yeah. it as hot oh, as oh gosh it was so hot we used to our parents used to yell at us all the time like my mom did you guys <laughs> stir the hot tub so we had a <laughs> we big paddle do you remember the paddle <laughs> so we'd paddle it and there, there's i should have brought them but there's tons of old pictures at the cabin with jordan we'll yeah uh, teeny teeny and brooke yeah. and mm-hmm. um Which is really cool. Every year, you know, you forget about them, and then you get to go see them. Right? Yeah, it's It's kind of neat. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if it's still there, but I feel like um, in the living room, like right where the like the back of the couch went into like the kitchen. Yeah. On that like wall, there's like a picture frame. Yeah, and I feel like there's a picture of you and your mom both in like taekwondo.
2: Oh no, that's not me. Oh,
1: it's not who is it? No,
2: that's Donnie. And uh, (laughs) no, you're right. You're I'm, right, because yeah. it's me, my mom, and my dad in a different uh, picture. Yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% right. Um, <laughs> but there is a picture of Donnie. That. Do you remember Donnie's? Where yeah. Aunt Katrina's holding him up. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's still there. All those – my grandfather used the to be. the – couch was, like,
1: bright orange. Oh, it's still the like same couch. <laughs> you haven't been there yet.
2: You'll have to come out for the fourth <laughs> yeah. this year. Right? It's yeah. still it's still all the same. Um, still the same couch. is still the same – Basic layout. I mean, we Everything. didn't really yeah. change anything. We kind of updated it a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot with like lake cabins and houses and stuff. It's like you could you update your house that you live in all the yeah. time pretty regularly, or you know change yeah. whatever. But when it's like a recreational, whatever is there is there, and that's what's going to be there until it's like oh yeah, a dust. When something gets like too old for the far. house,
2: it usually ends up at the lake. Yeah, yeah. right. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kinda, it's just the catch all. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. reused. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, as long as I can remember as a kid, I've known you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't... There's really not a childhood year that I remember
3: that
2: I don't think about you guys being around, Mm because you always were around. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what we did. That was Mm -hmm. our childhood for the longest time. I used to... I think it was your mom or my mom used to joke around, because one time... Um, when we were babies, one of them took a picture of me and you in a bathtub when Mm -hmm. we were like teeny, teeny, teeny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, I haven't seen that picture in probably 20, 20 something years, but it's around. I don't know who has it. And Katrina has it or my mom had it somewhere. Well, I'll have to see if I can find it, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty funny.
1: That's funny. Um, I feel like my mom was like probably the mean one, like out of the three,
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like my mom was just like the disciplinary. <laughs> one.
2: Your mom and my mom were definitely the the backbones of <laughs> um, of keeping the kids in line because yeah. I think that's something that's more apparent now in being an adult and having kids of my own. That my aunt, my mom's sister, never had a backbone and still doesn't have a backbone. I mean, it's horrible to say because I love her to death, but I mean. If my mom was still around and her kids were doing what they're doing now, <laughs> oh yeah, it would be a problem.
0: Yeah. Like, look at me, um, I'm
2: like, okay. <laughs> you know, my mom was definitely the, the disciplinary and she was the backbone and she was the, kept everything going, but your mom was toe-to-toe with her the whole way about, yeah. you know, keeping us on what we're supposed to be doing and yelling at us when we were talking, <laughs> when we were supposed to be sleeping or what, what it, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So it was it was pretty funny. It's funny.
1: And how old were you when your mom passed?
2: Um, I was 13. Okay. So... Um,
1: and you're the second oldest.
2: Yeah, I'm the second oldest. So four. my older sister, Shauna's, is uh, three years older than me, and then there's me, and my brother is three years younger than me, and then my little sister is three years younger than him. Wow. wow. So it's kind of nice that we're all spread out. Perfectly. Yeah, they did pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was... I think it's easier for me to remember a lot of the stuff um, that happened than Brandon or Mm -hmm. Bella, you know, my two Mm -hmm. younger siblings, because I was a little older and I understood what was going on, but I also got thrown into the fire with uh, a lot of the stuff that was happening because when my mom got sick, I was... Oh, man. I was probably originally seven or eight when she got sick. Okay, I was
1: just going to ask, was she sick for a while?
2: A long time. Okay. So um, when she got sick, originally it was esophagus cancer. Mm -hmm. And then um, I remember her and my dad being gone all the time. They they lived in Anchorage for a while, and I think they lived in Arizona for a while. And it's not something I really bring up and talk to my dad about because it's still, I mean, my dad's never going to get married again. He still has her urn even Mm -hmm. though every year he says he's gonna spread her ashes Mm -hmm. but he just can't do it yeah Yeah. um so they'd just be gone all the time so i remember my grandparents my dad's parents watching us all the time and Mm. that was not a fun experience on my end because they're just i never got along with my dad's parents okay so it it just made it really hard they In a here? lot of situations, yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
2: Momo and Popo, I don't know if you ever met them.
1: Maybe I yeah. just... You, now that you, you say that... You definitely I like have I've met heard them. Heard you
2: just them. probably never realized yeah. or associated. They were
1: maybe, yeah. Yeah. Associated with
2: yeah. them. So, anyway, mom got sick and she was gone all the time and she had this massive surgery where they removed part of her esophagus and did a bunch I, I couldn't tell you yeah, the yeah. specifics of what they did but I remember my dad saying they cut her open like pita bread so they started like back um in the back shoulder and then cut all the way down her chest and then all the way under her ribs and then filleted her open and oh. did whatever they had to do crazy um so she had this gnarly scar um so and it's funny this is kinda, a little off topic. So my mom was doing radiation treatment during all this. Mm -hmm. So she got her first tattoo when she was doing radiation treatment. Uh, So she thought it was so cool. So her and her friend Donna went to a tattoo shop in Anchorage and, but the tattoos weren't even good tattoos. They were, (laughs) um, so apparently you used to have to align a radiation machine on, on the body in certain ways to do the radiation. So my mom got tattoos of dots where they needed to align the radiation thing. Oh my thing.
3: gosh, that's so awesome. So,
2: so <laughs> I remember when she came back, she was talking to Donna and she was telling us a story about, they were looking through the picture book and they saw a picture of a guy with flames tattooed on mm-hmm. his on his junk mm-hmm. and they thought it was the funniest thing ever, so I just thought that was funny. Like, <laughs> um, so, mom got sick and did this major surgery, you know, she started losing her hair and doing all that stuff. She was wearing a wig and... Um, we still did christmases and holidays and birthdays and still went to motorcycle races because we were still Mm -hmm. racing motorcycles at that time and we still played hockey and we still i still wrestled and you know we did all this stuff and taekwondo Mm -hmm. you know we did all that stuff when she was sick because she didn't want us to stop or or you know feel like she was limiting us Mm -hmm. in any way Mm -hmm. um so at one point i remember them saying hey you know your mom's fine Everything's good. There's no Uh more cancer. She's doing good. She started Uh growing her hair back, Uh um, and everything was doing good. And I don't – my span of time is probably way off, but probably about six months to a year later, (coughs) it got really weird because I remember coming home from school, and, like, mom wouldn't remember my name. Mm -hmm. Like, she would know who I was, but she didn't associate – my name to it so
3: um
2: and then she started to get super super weak and then they found out she had brain cancer so um i would come home and you know she would try to help me with homework but she couldn't do much Mm -hmm. um the cancer got really 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 bad to where she couldn't walk so i would help her to the bathroom Mm. and help you know have her go to the bathroom take baths or try to take baths to clean her yeah um my dad was working all the time because he had to afford all these doctor all bills the medical, we had. And yeah. it was unfucking believable sure. the amount of medical stuff. Um, we had a stay-at-home nurse, which came by every day and would stay mm-hmm. and help my mom out. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember... Gosh, I was probably little 12 because it had to have been shortly before she died. Um, they had these things called chemo bombs. So chemo mm-hmm. is, you know, the... I like to say that cancer doesn't kill people. Chemo kills people because it's awful. It's yeah. a horrible thing that basically kills everything in your body. Um, so there's these little black things. So we called them chemo bombs. And my mom had a stint in it. I think it's called a stint in her chest, mm-hmm. uh, like an IV line yeah. that just stayed there.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: we would hook these things up to her chest and turn it on. And then she would get her medication. So <laughs> this one time my mom decided she was going to sleep downstairs in her own bed because she slept on the couch in the living room just because it was the easiest. Okay. And she wanted to be around her kids. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Kids were the biggest thing in my mom's life. mm mm-hmm. um, So she wanted to sleep in her own bed with my dad. Mm-hmm. So they went to sleep, and when they went to sleep downstairs, she forgot to turn the valve off, so it just leaked blood.
1: <gasps> oh. All over the bed. Oh, my all over. gosh.
2: So that was a mess.
1: I can't imagine like waking up. Yeah.
2: Just covered in blood.
1: Yeah. To all that and just being, uh, yeah. that had to terrifying. have been a shock
2: for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, my mom slept on the couch. Um, my brother slept on the other couch. Mm-hmm. Uh my little sister, I think she slept in the room at the time. I don't quite remember that. Yeah. And if the couch was along the wall, I slept on the floor right there, right there, mm-hmm. right next to my mom. And I did that for as long as I could remember, that's just where I slept. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, she started forgetting her name, started forgetting everything. Couldn't, couldn't do anything with us. Um, what she did do was play video games. She loved, <laughs> love, loved, video games. That is super interesting. So, that's funny. Since she couldn't move, mm-hmm. what she would do is just play video games. You know, Nintendo yeah. 64 came out, so she played Mario or <laughs> whatever, but we would play with her. Mm-hmm. So, um, A lot of my childhood, I remember playing video games with my mom Mm -hmm. because she couldn't do anything else. That's really cool,
1: though, because that's, like, a way for her to interact and, like, play with you without having to be physical. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, Yeah,
2: she probably weighed 80 pounds at the end. Yeah, she was really bad. So I remember um, the day she died, I remember waking up and... Sleeping, I, you know, I slept on the floor right next to her. So um, I remember waking up and there was a bunch of people in the room. Oh. Like my dad was crying. My aunt was there crying. Mm-hmm. Our across the street neighbors were there crying. I believe your mom was there mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was sad. And I remember waking up like, what
3: is what going, on? Is going what? on? What the hell going on? You know?
2: And I looked up where mom was and she wasn't there anymore. So they had done everything oh. and got her out without me even being woke up, which yeah, now i think is awful like i i would have really liked to have mm-hmm. you know
1: sure. done something but yeah
2: um, it it was just
1: also a kind of scary situation to like wake up to all these people like crying oh, yeah. and then realize your mom is not not there no physically no there idea. yeah that's it yeah. that's it was
2: horrible so um The neighbor lady who also had cancer actually came over and like sang Amazing Grace and I'm not religious whatsoever, Mm -hmm. but I like music and I can appreciate music. So that was, that was nice. Um, But yeah, it was just hard. I mean, going from a full family with an awesome dad and an awesome mom to, you know, my awesome dad and he's working all the time, so he's never around. So now I got his parents who I don't get along with who, Mm -hmm. you know were just the bane of my existence at the time it was just it wasn't a good time for me yeah um so I went through a lot of a lot of personal stuff and smoked weed and stole from stores and just wasn't wasn't a happy person Mm -hmm. for a long time Mm -hmm. Um, so that was hard
1: was any of that stuff happening like when your mom got sick or strictly after she passed it was all after after yeah
2: yeah for me my whole goal was to help her Yeah. now so you for lost
1: your purpose when she yes passed.
2: Now for my older sister, um, it was a lot different. She, during all of this, was in her "fuck you, I don't give a shit" yeah. phase, and she did whatever she wanted, and she didn't care. Mm-hmm. She didn't care that mom was sick. I know she probably did, yeah. But yeah, at the course. time, it felt like she didn't care about anything
3: mm-hmm. about
2: what was going on, and it took a long time for me to get over. A lot of the shit that she did during my mom's sickness mm-hmm. um which we have a great relationship now yeah which is good which is good but mm-hmm. at the time and for a long time we didn't yeah like it was just
1: i think even i remember that i mean mm-hmm. it's i mean it's fairly recent yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah within
2: yeah. six years seven years yeah yeah but i mean that's pretty, pretty, I went a good long span of time without talking to her Mm -hmm. as much as I, you know, had to, um, just because it was, it just fucking hurt. Mm, You know, it was just unbelievable in my, in my soul, what she could do, you know? So that was hard for a long time. And I think it's hard to see like my brother and my sister who don't, my younger two, who Mm -hmm. don't, they don't remember shit. I was gonna say
1: they probably just really didn't. They don't remember anything. Understand? You thirteen and ten and seven. Yeah. So
2: my brother remembers itty bit. Yeah. You know, just a little bit of mm-hmm. of what was going on. Bella doesn't remember anything.
1: Anything, yeah.
2: So it's, I mean, it's rough. Yeah. For her, I'm sure, I'm which sure. is why she was fucked up for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's hard.
1: Hmm. Well, I appreciate you sharing because. Oh yeah. I always like randomly, I'll like ask mom questions and stuff and mm-hmm. i remember her saying that that time was like really hard for her too oh
2: 100 yeah, yeah your mom was probably my mom's closest friend yeah um at least the later year's closest friend mm-hmm. you know where they were always together so i feel like
0: maybe mom went to seattle or something with her maybe oh i guarantee sort of she did i've never
2: talked to her or, about this. yeah but yeah 100% she would have. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I mean, if my mom would have asked her, even if my mom wouldn't have asked her, she would have just told her she was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was hard. It was a hard time. Yeah. So.
1: When do you feel like... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, how did your dad... How was he after your mom passed? Like, What was your relationship with him like after she passed?
2: Um... So my relationship with my dad has always been really good. We've always had a really good relationship. Um, my dad went through, um, you know, some phases of of not being around and and going through his own personal stuff. Um, a lot of them revolved around, and this is af- way after my mom died not way after but you know like a year Mm -hmm. after my mom died where he he went through multiple girlfriends you know and kind of had his own midlife crisis style thing um but then um he also sacrificed so much you know while my mom was sick he quit his job so he could be around more and started his own in-home business so Mm -hmm. that he could work from home Mm -hmm. and then um you know that ended up getting sold to a different business and then he worked somewhere else and that got sold to a different business. So my dad now is doing really well. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the time we weren't, I mean, we weren't rich or, or, you know, rich, or we were getting by. That was probably what it was, but, um, he's good. He's doing well. He's, you know, still can't get away, get rid of the urn or do anything like that, but, Mm -hmm. and still get sad when he talk, when we talk about it or birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time he went through some stuff too.
0: Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, when do you feel
1: like um, maybe you kind of got out of that like rebellious stage, or do you feel like it just kind of faded? Or
2: um, I, I, or like I'd, what I'd helped like to, you
0: get out of it? Well, I'd right
2: like, like to think. say I'm still kind of in it. <laughs> I, mean, a, um, I mean, I went through all through all of high school with. I mean, I would say I had a lot of associates, but I I don't really have a lot of friends because mm-hmm. I don't hang out with people. Still to this day, I don't really hang out with people. Yeah, I I've always been an introvert, especially after my mom got sick because mm-hmm. I was an introvert. That's what I did. I mm-hmm. was at home. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't. I mean, I still hate religion. I hate the I- idea of it. I mm-hmm. hate you know how it. Like I think part of it is I feel like. Why in the fuck would you take the most imper- important person in my life mm-hmm. away from me, who never hurt a soul, but you did it? You know, so in my in my head, ever since I was young, yeah. you know, I have that resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so for it, so. Sorry,
1: were your parents religious then? No, not at oh, all. Okay. Oh, okay. Not right. at all. But okay. as, as a
2: kid, you know, you do anything to try, you know.
1: Right, right, like, right. Yeah.
2: God, please don't kill my mom. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that kind of thing. I okay. think that just you know stuck with me mm-hmm. so i i can't stand it it drives me insane it's not like i'm against it but it's just not, sure. not it's not, not my coming, thing yeah. don't come yeah. to my door and ask me <laughs> yeah. because i will answer Which it naked they did last week and I. They week in and our and I our neighborhood yeah, yeah, they're lucky i didn't answer the door it's usually not fun um yeah i mean i totally don't hate religion i mean i hate it but but <laughs> I understand, I understand why people like it and I'm glad it helps them, but it never helped me (laughs) and I don't see it ever helping me. So it's not something, you know, um, I'm also the kind of, I need proof of stuff Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. I mean, which goes with being a cop, you know, show me proof, show me, (laughs) show me (laughs) evidence that this happened and I will be, I will be more than happy to believe you. Mm -hmm. I mean, could something change my mind, you know, tomorrow? something happens when I'm driving home and Jesus pops out of the bush <laughs> and like, what up dude? Um, sure. Maybe. I will definitely go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Until that happens. I'm good. <laughs> That's um, funny. But yeah, I'd like to think I'm still, still a little bit rebellious. I mean, I still, um, I still really don't have friends. I still really sit at home all the time. I mean, my kids and my fiance are my best friends because mm-hmm. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. Um, for a long time I was training, you know, fighting and stuff and yeah. doing mixed martial arts and got out and doing that for years and years and years, but that was the only time I left the house mm-hmm. other than work. Yeah. Um so I don't know, I'm still I'm I'm probably fucked up somewhere in my head <laughs> with with everything that happened, everything I saw as a kid. And it doesn't help cuz I see a lot of shitty stuff now too. So right, so yeah. it it makes it hard.
1: Mhm. So what um when did you, because you said you were, like, going through, like, smoking weed and mm-hmm. stealing and that kind of thing. <laughs> when so did I stop? When did that, yeah, that particular,
2: because uh, now
1: you're in, like, the total opposite. Yeah, yeah. So I,
2: <laughs> I think the stealing stuff stopped probably around 17, 16, 17. Um, you know, when I got my first job, you kind of get to the, get to the mindset of, oh, shit, I have to, you know, if I do stuff right... I get to actually make money and do right. stuff I want to do without having to, you know, yeah. steal shit that doesn't matter anyway. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, I got my first job at 17. I worked at a blockbuster, and it was the best job <laughs> I had, best job I ever had in my life. And, uh, you guys do the questions every every episode, but this isn't my question. But mm. it, at the time, it was going to be my question because mm-hmm. it was I was a supervisor at a blockbuster for a long time. Not a long time, but, you know, five, six years is a long time as a teenager. It's a long time for
1: a blockbuster job. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was fantastic. Yeah.
2: Um, but one of my interview questions was, what was your favorite movie? Because I felt like that question will tell you everything about a person. It's a good one. And depending on what their answer is, tells you a lot about how much they actually put thought into the answer or it's like what's your favorite book? That's yeah. yeah. You know, that's a very yeah. hard question yeah. in a lot of people's heads. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me because it's Eaters of the Dead and it's the very first book I ever read. Mm-hmm. Um and I've thought about it a lot, but anyway.
1: <laughs> Do you want us to answer that question? Yeah, if you <laughs> if, if
2: you think you can give me an answer that I will be happy with. And first off I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I don't want to hear anything about the Notebook,
1: no, no, the Boondock Saints, no,
2: or you no. know those; those are everybody's like go-to movies. Yeah, no, but
1: yeah. I feel like mine's kind of weird. I mean, I have several, but anytime someone asks me that question, I have one that pops to my head first, and then several that follow after. Perfect. So the one that pops to my head first, and that's usually is the right one, the Birdcage. <laughs> Robin Williams, fantastic yeah, movie, yeah. So, yeah, which she has not watched yet. You've never seen it. the birthday? Oh, no. oh I, that I was yeah, supposed it's to it's good. a fantastic it is movie. So good. It yeah, really every is good. time you watch it too, it's like something else you realize is hilarious that you totally missed. And I've watched that movie like forty times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Good movie. I'll watch it when I get home. Okay, if Juby will let me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have two though. It's so hard for me, but That's, I have two. The Wedding Singer. It's like one of my favorite movies
2: ever. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the song I'm gonna sing at my next wedding. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah,
1: um, and stand by me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's in my that's in my top five. Mm-hmm. So I think I we've had a conversation go. about yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> so mine are, they're awful. <laughs> like they're really bad. Um, seven.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm.
2: is one of my favorite movies of okay. all time. Okay. Okay. Um, just like the mind fuck of a movie that is. It's Mm -hmm. a great movie. Um, And the only reason this is my actual favorite movie is because of my mom. Okay. And so the reason it is is because... At Harding Lake, we only had so many DVDs.
1: Yeah, oh, the man. DVD selection. One of those, <laughs> yeah. yeah, one
2: of those DVDs was one of my mom's favorite movies, uh-huh. and it was probably one of the scariest movies of its time. Oh God! You probably remember because you Maybe. slept in that cabin.
1: Yeah. So
2: my mom and your mom would watch *Silence of the Lambs*.
1: Oh, why? Oh, every what weirdo! Every weekend.
2: <laughs> And I remember walking, I would, because we would have, we were in the back of the cabin. We used to have to go from the back of the yeah. cabin, walk through the living room outside to the back of the cabin on the outside to go to the outhouse. Mm-hmm. So we, we would have to right walk out. Silence they were always watching, <laughs>
1: <Silence>. <laughs> <laughs> always watching Silence of Always watching Silence of Anyway, so that's why that's. That's funny. I love that movie. That's funny. That's so funny. Um, back to the cabin though, really quick. The, the way it was like sectioned was like always so funny to me how it's like the living room, the kitchen, but then it. Then through a doorway, there was like yeah, you know, a screen. Yeah, like yep. Aunt the Katrina's room. Yep. Just one bed. Yep. And then, and then there was another room in the back, and it was like the big The bunkhouse where and the it, kids were. I mean, mm. gosh, there were a lot of beds back there. There was like a bunk yeah, bed. So Queen size bed. Yep. Still the same. Just room full of beds. Still the same be- <laughs> All bed.
2: the same Just beds. beds. A bed. <laughs> <Yep. Yeah>. Literally
1: <laughs> a bedroom. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: That's exactly what it mm-hmm. is. Still. Yeah. All the same beds? All the same mattresses. Oh um, no. All Probably the same blankets. All the same blankets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the same. <laughs> so funny. Yeah.
1: But okay, transitioning though. Um why did you become a cop? Why did you want to?
2: Um so there, I think there's two things in my life I always wanted or wanted to do, or or was fascinated with, and it all it it kind of weirds me out because it all circles back to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, one was I always wanted to have tattoos. Okay, I was fascinated. Was
1: that them. because she got her tattoo, or no,
2: not oh. at all? That that one is kind of on my own. That's my own freaky thing. I just like tattoos. Yeah, ever since I was a kid, okay. they fascinated me. Um, So I always wanted tattoos. Two was I always wanted to be a cop. Hmm. And that, my mom was obsessed with cop shows. Oh. Um, with cops, Actually, America's most Anker wanted. And Katrina
1: always had cops on too. Unsolved. I
2: think. She still does. Uh, <laughs> Unsolved mysteries. Um, you know, all those shows uh-huh. my mom would watch with my aunt. Mm-hmm. They would call each other. Did you? I think I've seen that guy. Or, you know, oh my god! All the time. So I remember growing up watching cops and yeah. thinking it was the yeah. coolest thing ever. And how how fun of a job that would be to be able to drive fast and mm-hmm. and you know arrest bad guys and. I thought it would be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. So that's ultimately why I became a cop. Um, Just rewinding from that, before I was a cop, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. I didn't go to school. I fucking hated school Um, with a passion. Mm -hmm. It was not uh, something I liked to do, and I don't know how I passed high school. So um, after my mom died, a couple years after, my dad decided we're leaving, like... We have to get out of this house we have to go somewhere so we moved Mm -hmm. to anchorage um so when i moved to anchorage is when i worked at blockbuster but um so i graduated from diamond high school Mm -hmm. i didn't i went to lathrop for two years moved and then Mm -hmm. went to diamond Um, graduated from diamond got a job at blockbuster and then i got a job at fred meyer so i worked at fred meyer for a long ass uh, time holy crap 11 years so (laughs) Um, that's I where w- I
1: first met you was at
3: Fred Meyer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I worked at Fred Meyer's originally in the electronics department. Okay. So I did that for a couple of years and I ended up quitting because my manager was a bitch mm-hmm. and I just couldn't take that's it.
1: That's why I quit Fred <laughs> Meyer's. Yes. So, um,
2: I ended up quitting. So, you know, I did a couple odd jobs for a while and, um, I met this guy named Roger who actually ran the loss prevention department at Fred Meyer, which was like catching shoplifters and stuff. <laughs> and he came up to me and was talking to me. He's like, hey, you need to apply for this. I'm going to hire you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so I showed up, you know, I did my little interview and he said, okay, you start tomorrow at this time. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. Sure. So best job I ever had in my life. It, I had freedom. I didn't really have a boss. Yeah. We had fun. We got to catch bad guys and, you know, do all the stuff I wanted to do as a cop, Mm -hmm. except I didn't have a gun and, you know, a uniform and stuff. (laughs) I just dressed how I normally dress like a scum (laughs) and and do whatever I wanted to do. Um,
1: So at what point did you move back to Fairbanks? So it happened a couple of times,
2: mostly because of girls. Oh, okay so I would meet a girl and we would move and then, <laughs> and then something would happen and I'd move back and so that's kind of what what happened a couple of times so um I ended up going back and forth I think twice gotcha. so ultimately I just I came back to Fairbanks talked to Roger and he's like come work for me so yeah. I, I did and I lived in Aunt Katrina's house for mm-hmm. about a year and um that's when I did. I, I caught shoplifters and yeah. did that. I was that. witness to a few of those. That's yes.
1: right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were in the office, right? Yeah. I was in the um, apparel mm-hmm. when you were a loss prevention, and I remember just watching you. I wasn't an asshole, you. right? No, 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 no. Just No, just no, no not at all. Um, no, but I just remember you, like, seeing you, like, duck. Up Sneaking and down, and like through the like r- clothes racks. I just oh, Garrett's after somebody. Yes, yeah. I just like <laughs> like see so like crouch down and like scoot scooch across really quick and like. I loved it. Yeah, it was like I could tell. I think everyone could tell yeah. that I uh, loved it. It, it was <laughs> it was the
2: coolest job ever. Just you know, we got to work with our at, at when it was the trio when it was me, Roger, and James. Mm-hmm. It was the best department to work for we would fuck around all the time we would (laughs) practical jokes on each other (laughs) yeah and just you know it was the best the best time of my life um and um that's where i met like my first wife Mm -hmm. and then had my first kids Mm -hmm. ended up delivering my second kid on my bedroom floor which was crazy oh my gosh yeah that's we we can get into that um but it was it was a fantastic job and that bred me to be even more or to be better at being a cop Mm -hmm. Um, it helped me talk to people so i i I have um, a lisp and i have um, a stutter and i have tics but i try to hide them because i'm self-conscious about them and you know i don't know if it's years of concussions or whatever they just have or started happening one day and i just Mm. started getting all these weird ticks and stuff um but at fred's when when i learned how to talk to people and interview people and and do that kind of it's kind of like like cop interviews without being a cop like i could i could talk to somebody and tell you if they were lying just just by talking to somebody and um i got really 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 good at At reading people and um it's even to the point now where um, my fiance Ashley will um get a message from her her friend that says like oh my gosh I met this guy and whatever and just hearing a little bit about the guy I'll be like guys guys a guy was a doper or used to be a doper and he's gonna do this in about two months and it'll happen like clockwork it'll happen it's just funny that's so
1: crazy. i uh, remember when you left fred meyers because at that point i was working in the branch yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah. i was working in the branch and there was a few times where he helped us out like you know get a drunk guy that fell oh, asleep on, on our chairs or something and i i just remember i think i even like messaged you later that day some lady came in like frantic like just screaming at me um and i remember i called fred meyer security yeah. and i was like can you please help me i'm like there by myself and he's like no because you're not we're not like connected and i was like fuck you garrett would help me like, yeah oh yeah and i think i was like jay was horrible like <laughs> yeah. messaging you yeah it i was like this sucks
2: it was cool <laughs> when Jordan started working at
1: mm-hmm.
2: the branch because I got to see her every day. yeah, and it was, you know, it's my sister. Yeah. We've known each other forever. It was nice
1: yeah. for me too because you'd just stand in front of my window. I didn't have to help anybody. Oh, oh that too. Because you used to do that too. Just stand here for a minute. Just,
2: just <laughs> wait until this guy leaves and then yeah. we're good.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but the problem was I had friends who worked in there too. So I'd go talk to my friend Chris or, yeah. you know, whoever. So mm-hmm. I'd stand there and talk to them for a while too, which probably pissed Jordan off a little bit. But maybe. No, maybe, maybe. Not
1: me. Maybe Trish. Yeah, oh yeah, no shit.
2: <laughs> um, but anyway, it was nice. It was nice.
1: Yeah.
2: I couldn't tell you how many miles I walked in that store over eleven years. Yeah, just insane. Like, I walked insane miles months. a day, so yeah, I mean, it's
1: constant. Fuck,
2: I was around that store like crazy. Cool job, though. Yeah. I would recommend that job for anybody who wants to be a cop or even just learn how to talk to people. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. the best job in the world. Really.
0: Cool. Yeah. I remember, um, two right before, kind of when you were, like, in your transition, you were mm-hmm. like, hey, you have to watch this video. It's me getting, getting tased.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, yeah. What? Yeah. They me,
2: yeah, it was in the academy. Yeah, they hooked me up to a heart That's monitor. Funny. So we'll back up. <laughs> so um, while I was at Fred Meyer, I met a girl. We ended up getting married. We had two kids. So my second kid, we'll talk about my, my son being bored. Mm-hmm. So... My ex-wife was big and pregnant, and I remember sitting on the couch, and, or I was at work. She says, hey, I just want you to know I've had a couple contractions, nothing crazy, um, don't panic, you know, whatever happened. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to come home just in case. I was like, okay. So I get home, I'm sitting on the couch. I see her watching my daughter because she's little at the yeah. time. So my son is six now. She's just turned nine. So she's, you know, she's two or three at the time. So I'm watching her, and my ex gets up and goes, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And that's usually a sign, like, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, well, the bag's ready. We're all good to go. So she runs to the bathroom, and... Uh I remember sitting from the couch, I can see the side of the door. Like, so I can like, see her go down the hall and then go in. Mm-hmm. So I see her go in completely clothed. Not 10 seconds later, I hear, ah, fuck. What? You okay? <laughs> and Probably five seconds after that, she comes out completely naked, like doing this crazy waddle. She <laughs> says, my water broke.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to go upstairs and shower. And then we're going to the hospital. Okay. okay, sounds good. So then I remember her trying to go up the stairs. It was like
1: stressing me out. Oh yeah, it, was, it
2: stressed me out. It still stresses me out. So I remember her going up the stairs and um, having a contraction about halfway. So she had to do like
1: a big uh, yeah. call. Yeah.
2: And I just remember like going to the stairs and being like, holy shit. Like, it's not a view
3: you see every
1: day.
2: So she gets up the stairs and... Um, Gets into the bedroom, and I'm taking care of my daughter. I call my boss, James, at Fred Mm -hmm. Meyer, and I said, James, Katie's in labor. I need you to come watch the baby. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And he's like, okay, I'll be there in a second. Fred's wasn't far from my house, maybe a mile, but he got there so (laughs) fast. (laughs) Um, So Katie starts screaming before James got there. So I run up the stairs, and when I get up the stairs, I see her on all fours um, in the back of the bedroom. Uh, ass in the air, and a head coming <gasps> out. Ah,
1: oh, that's crazy! Oh
2: my gosh! I'm like, oh, what? I I gotta call. I gotta call <laughs> cops. So I, I call nine one one, and I put it on speaker. And I, I assume the position like a football player. And I remember the dispatcher talking to me and kind of walking me through what's going on. It's like, hey, the head's coming. I see a face. Oh my god! The head god, is that's out. So, so as the head's out, the baby normally comes out. Face up, face up when the yeah. mom is on her back, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. So, yes, yeah, Lucy, yeah.
3: she was,
2: or or down. sorry, Jude, my son was. Um, she was on all fours, so the baby would have been face down if it was normal. But I remember him looking at me, not like open eyes, right, but right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: seeing his face, from seeing his face up. come
2: out first. But okay. I'm looking down on him, and
1: that's mm-hmm. supposed to be way more painful too. So it's crazy that she
2: just so, like... <laughs> oh, good Lord. So I'm staring at my son like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but then as I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, he can't breathe right now because he's you know, only halfway. I mean, just <laughs> he probably was fine, but me panicking right. like, oh, he can't breathe. I got to get him out. So I'm like, hey, you got to push. So sh- she pushes and he comes out and that's it. Yeah. And I had a baby. You're like, what are we doing <laughs> And So... Ambulance shows up, and um, I tied off the umbilical cord. Or, or they said, "Do you have anything to tie off the umbilical cord?" I said, I know, "Fuck, I don't know, shoestring." <laughs> oh they said, "Yeah, get a shoestring or something." <laughs> so my daughter had this toy. It was a block with a string wrapped around it. She called it her fishing pole. So <laughs> Sorry, we took Lucy. The, we took that from her and, and we tied it around the umbilical cord, and that's what we use. So ambulance shows up. And cut the umbilical cord, and I'm holding my son wrapped in bath towels. And I actually posted a picture on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Um, it's on there. Of it said, uh, "Have you guys ever had a baby on your bedroom floor? Because we just did." <laughs> and so it's my son, me sitting on a bed holding my my kid, and then in the background you see Katie leaning on a broken mirror um, because she gave birth on a broken mirror. Oh my gosh! Um, oh my gosh. With the ambulance crew there. Mm-hmm. So. They stand her up, they put her in, like, the chair to go down the stairs, mm-hmm. and as soon as she stands up, blood clots start flying out. I was going to say, it's probably so, insane. So, um, apparently, the birth happened too quick, so the placenta didn't detach, it actually ripped, which caused her Ooh, to start hemorrhage. bleeding out from yeah. the inside. Yeah. Yeah. So, she, they were talking about blood transfusions, Yeah. so she's passing out, she's, you know, wanting water, going extremely pale, so she, she probably would have died...
1: How intense. If they, they hadn't been, d- had been there. If they hadn't been there that yeah. fast. So yeah.
2: um, it, was, it was insane. Um, but yeah, so that's the birth. Stuff didn't work out between us. We didn't get along married at all. Um, so the day I started the academy, she mm-hmm. left and told me she didn't want to be with me anymore. The first Damn. day. So um, I remember going to the police academy already. Kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that first class just made me forget about it. Like, this is you know what I want to do. Yeah. So it w- it was cool to kind of work through it at the academy, doing you know, getting my mind off of stuff and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of how that went down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then how long was how long was like the academy? How long is?
2: So it's about sixteen weeks approximately so waking up every morning at you know five o'clock going to work out going home showering and then going to the academy Mm. that's workout for the academy right right. we did 54 12 hour days in a row without a day off um so that was a lot yeah you know i had kids and i was going through a divorce or you know a separation Mm -hmm. at the time or whatever it was and um you know about halfway through the academy I was like I cannot live in this house with her anymore just can't do it she's partying all the time she's doing what she wants and it's just driving me insane
1: mm-hmm. well yeah especially if you know like you're not together Oh yeah we yeah. like I mean that's yeah and we were. yeah so
2: um I was like I have to get out so I ended up finding a roommate and we got an apartment and I would have my kids on my days off or when I when I could at the time and mm-hmm. um we worked it out. So um, now we have an awesome relationship. We get along great. She, her and my fiance get along fantastic. Mm-hmm. I do week on week off with my kids, which oh, is nice. really nice. Yeah. Um, but everybody's happy. That, Everybody, you know, Yeah. we get along way better now than we did together.
1: Um, that's really cool, though, that you can have a good relationship with her because... Coming from a a kid who is a part of, you know, like Mm -hmm. a broken home or whatever, like my parents never and still to this day do not, I mean, they can't can't even be in the same room together and and it's fucking torture. Like it sucks.
2: It's rare that we are able to do that. And then, I mean, we'll go to holidays at her house.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool for your kids for sure. My
2: fiance will, you know, bring the baby and she will come to my house early to pick up the kids just so she can hang out with my new child yeah. <laughs> my seven month old mm-hmm. um with my fiance so she'll come over and play with the baby and, yeah you know just to see the baby and have time with the baby which is cool yeah so it's good we get along great and it is rare and i think it's nice that we all appreciate that we can do that for, for sure because not everybody can and i've seen
1: yeah it not yeah be not good. not yeah. Work. yeah yeah
2: so it's cool
1: Um, So I guess moving into kind of like today, so how long have you actively been a cop?
2: Um, So I've been a police officer for just about four years. Okay. So just about four years. Um, Academy got over, you know, and then as soon as the academy's over, you go to the department and you actually do like on-the-job training. So on-the-job training with all my trainers, I excelled because... I was already doing the job at Fred Meyer. So yeah. for me, the transition to be a cop was extremely easy. The only difference was I put on a uniform, a vest, and I had a gun. Mm-hmm. That was it. Other than that, it was easy. Yeah. Fairbanks was my store, so yeah. all I had to do was go to the different aisles, mm-hmm. the streets. Yeah. 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 And I was going to say, it's just a giant Fred yeah, Meyer. <laughs> find where the problem is.
1: So, <laughs> That's exactly what it was,
2: and that's actually what I used in one of my oral boards to get hired, because I said that Fairbanks was my Fred Meyer, and I was there to serve the community. Oh yeah, it was awful. Um, it worked. Yeah, it, it 100%. Sure. It, but yeah, I didn't have any hiccups in my training on the job, because I was already a cop, just not, mm-hmm. I wasn't a cop. You know, it was, it was a very, I, I could already talk to people, I could make decisions, and yeah. Handle a problem. That was ultimately what you do as a cop. You know, you mm-hmm. go somewhere, you find out what's going on, who's involved, and how are you going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's it. So it wasn't hard for me at all.
1: Um. So how did you, how did they um asking back now about the uh, the TV show? Yeah. How did they pick you out of like the other?
2: So originally, officers? I wasn't supposed to be on the show. Mm. So what happened was um we would do these events called uh, coffee with a cop okay so um basically you go to like a church or or a bookstore or something and they would have a bunch of coffee and then cops would show up and have coffee and people would show up and you talk to you cops just talk. yeah, yeah. just talk whatever you wanted to talk to us about we would talk to you so i went to one of these events and they were it was one of the first days they were filming the show and while they were filming the show, one of the producers came up to me and introduced herself and started talking to me. And, um, I'm very, I'm an introvert and I'm very shy, but because of Fred Meyer and because of talking to all the people, I'm really good at talking. Like I can talk my head off. <laughs> so I started talking to her and when I feel uncomfortable, one of the first things I do is start joking. So I start telling jokes or, you know, just messing around, um, so she saw how I was with people and she saw how I was with her and she went to the main producer of the show and said, you got to get this fucking guy on the <laughs> show because this guy is the show. Like this, he is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day they asked me if I wanted to do it. And then the day after that, I had a camera guy in my car, and, <laughs> you know, a follow car and all this stuff. So yeah, I think it was more... It was just the personality. They liked it. And mm-hmm. it makes good TV, I guess. Yeah. So hmm. that's how that happened. That's funny. <laughs> it was just circumstance. But originally the show was supposed to be about um, people from who were born out of Alaska who moved to Alaska to be police officers. Oh. And then it kind of changed yeah. um, away from that to what it is now. Mm-hmm. So,
3: hmm.
1: I've only seen the first episode. But yeah, the other person that they were...
2: Mm-hmm. Was right. somebody who moved from somewhere yeah, else? Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, why that, they were like focusing on that? But that makes sense. That's
2: what they were originally trying to do. So yeah. they had all this footage of people who moved from out of state to be cops that they couldn't really use. Yeah. So yeah. they just tried to get rid of it real quick and then interesting get into my stuff gotcha. or or the other officers.
1: Right, right, right. So, the locals.
2: Yeah, it was interesting.
1: Um, before you came in, I was, I asked how his day was today because he worked, and he said it was good. And I was like, how do you even rate that as a cop? Like, what's a oh, good Charlie? day? Yeah. And he said, you know, when nothing crazy happens, yeah, a, when, that's a good day. When nothing happens,
2: <laughs> it's a great day as a cop. And yeah. It's, it's funny because they ask me all the time on the show, too, like, man, it's you know, it's slow today, or it's dead, it's quiet. It's like, we don't say any of those words as yeah. cops. Because as soon as you say that, something's <laughs> mm-hmm. going to happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I remember training... Uh, I was a, an FTO or a field training officer for, for a while. I actually just quit the program because I was fed up with it. But um,
1: Just meaning somebody is training under you? Uh, yes. Ah. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. I
2: was training people how to be cops. So I had a recruit, and it was Thanksgiving last year, and... Um, we're driving around and it's, it's a great day, which means nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, sun's out. It's warm. Um, no calls are coming in for service. So we're just driving around, just shooting the shit, you know, mm-hmm. just talking, just relaxing, yeah. having a good day. And he looks over at me because he's driving and I'm in the passenger seat and he says, is it always like this on holidays? Oh, and I said, you oh. motherfucker. No. <laughs> you had to say something because it's not always no. like this on holidays. Yeah. So, not 10 minutes later, three blocks from where we were at, mm-hmm. we had two people shot in a home invasion robbery. Um, one person at the time, supposedly dead in the hallway. Um, and uh, the guy who was on the phone who had been shot, who you know, who I won't say.
1: I was going to say, wait. Um, I think who I had, know who this had been story.
2: shot um, in the bedroom. So, and me and the recruit and one other officer are the only guys. In the area, so we all get there within like 45 seconds of this happening. Yeah, so one of the guys who broke into the house is shot in the hallway. Um, one of the victims is in the bedroom, shot with a shotgun next to him. Um, so we get in there, and the guy in the hallway I mean, I've seen a lot of dead people, a lot of dead people, and I could tell you that this guy was dead. Um, but turns out he wasn't. Yeah, he he actually he, <laughs> didn't expect that. Yeah. yeah expect when, that. when he got shot, it, it like, um, it broke his spinal cord. So oh, he's actually paralyzed. Paralyzed. Wow. Okay. you know. So he couldn't move, which, <laughs> right. but I mean, you looked at it at the time, but anyway, that's the kind of, that's a bad day for a cop. We don't want to do any of that. Yeah. yeah. Crap. Mm-hmm. You know, it sucks. It's the worst part about my job is arresting people. The best part about my job is arresting people. like it's it's really really hard when you have days like that
3: Mm
2: -hmm. where you know it's my job i see fucked up stuff but when it's going on you don't think about it like i don't remember thinking you know what if there's a guy in here with a gun what where'd the other guy go with the gun Mm -hmm. you don't think about that stuff when i mean you do but you don't you're just kind of reacting to what's going on um so anyway, that's that's kind of a bad day for a cop. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had hundreds of bad days being a cop. Um, but I've had a lot of good days too. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd like to think that the the good outweighs the bad, but I don't think it does. Sure. I mean, I'm I've, you know, seen psychiatrists and stuff like that for for my problems because I definitely have some issues now, which is fun. Mhm. But um yeah, it's 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 hard. Yeah. It's weird.
1: And strictly stemming from like what you've seen oh, yeah. since being yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. I d I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah, it's
2: uh I don't know, a lot of people say that or some people say, I guess, that nobody is qualified to be a cop. And I don't think I I mean I think that's true. Mm-hmm. It's you know, if, if If we, even just today, I mean, going to some of the calls we go to today, you know, I couldn't tell you how many suicide suicides I've seen, how many different types of suicides I've seen, how many suicidal people I've gone to talk to when they've had, you know.
1: I was just going to say, I remember even, I think, texting you saying like, hey, my friend is, I think my Mm -hmm. friend's going to hurt himself. What should I do? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. I mean, I went to a suicidal person today.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, or last week we had a gal who slid her wrists Mm -hmm. and then called us and said, how long does it take to bleed out? And then hung up the phone. So we have to go. Yeah. I mean, we have to see if we can help her in some way. But you never know when something like that turns into, you know, a shooting Mm -hmm. or something bad that happens, which does happen. You know, you go to try and help somebody, but... They don't want help, and they end up making a, you know, a decision that makes you have to make a decision. Do I want to go home,
3: mm-hmm. and see
2: my kids, or, or do I have to solve the problem? Yeah, you know. So it it's horrible, horrible, yeah. and it's hard to, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's hard to to get people to understand where we're coming from yeah. in that type of situation. You know, I have.
1: Well, I didn't even think about suicide. I mean, that sounds terrible, but I oh, yeah. I just think of like murders and robberies, and I mm-hmm. didn't even think about the fact that yeah, you're called all on all the time. Yeah, all and the especially time. Especially here, where it's, it's such a high. Yeah,
2: we have a horrible suicide rate. Yeah. In the winter, I mean, Jordan's known people who've killed themselves. I guarantee yeah. it. I mm-hmm. have.
1: Yeah.
3: I
2: mean, you have. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, there's there's nothing that you can do to stop it if somebody wants to. Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong in that situation, which is what we deal with. And that's not, I mean, I've been to countless murder suicides. I mean, I've found babies with bullets in their heads and, um, you know, whole families just demolished in, in seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard, like really, really, really hard to see that kind of stuff and then to go home and not have a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, for or, sure.
2: Or not drink, or yeah. not you know have an argument with your spouse. Or it's hard, yeah. really, really hard.
1: So, is the psychiatry is that is that required, or is that something that you do voluntarily?
2: So, um, it's provided um, if we ask for it, mm-hmm. like if we if we want it. Um, so. Mine was required. So the reason mine was required is because I was in a, a shooting um, about two years ago. That was really bad. Um, and it's just something they do after that kind of thing happens where... Um, where after you end up shooting on a call or shooting somebody or, or at somebody, you know, you go you get a lawyer and you do all this stuff and I mean I guess I could tell you the whole story about it if you want to hear it sure so we got a call a couple of years back um regarding a guy who was waving a gun at people at a restaurant in the middle of the night this is when I work nights mm-hmm. but it's Fairbanks, Alaska so you know it was spring mm. springish ish summertime so I mean it was light out yeah so um we go to the to the restaurant where this was happening and we didn't see anything or find anybody so we call the jail and we call a couple places and say hey just keep a lookout we don't know
3: mm-hmm.
2: probably happened but we can't find him so I'm across town doing something else and we get a call that says hey one of the security guys at the jail found the truck that's has a guy who's walking around with rifles and stuff at, at his truck and um they got him on camera and they're watching him. He's in like a snow dump. So, um, you know, we get everybody, we kind of get a plan and, um, I'm the last one to show up and it's kind of like draw- drawing, the last straw, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else showed up cause they were having to be close <laughs> and I was not, I was across <laughs> town. So, um, we make the decision that me and my Lieutenant are actually going to drive into the snow dump where the vehicles parked and park you know, about a 100 yards away or far because we know he's got guns. And um, we're going to try and make contact with the PA and see if we can get some sort of response or something. So we had three other guys um, who were on the other side. The whole dump, by the way, is surrounded in woods. Mm -hmm. So um, the three other guys snuck through the woods and kind of got a visual of where the guy was. So they're all set up. They tell us you know hey here's what you need to do um, I remember my boss at the time telling me hey if something happens run for cover mm. and then shoot back if you need to mm-hmm. yes sir no know, the last thing I heard yeah. so I got my rifle on I remember turning my body cam on and racking my rifle for whatever reason I thought that was good to get on camera Like, (laughs) like, you know, like, yeah, you need to shield him. I got bullets. in my gun. anyway, it was stupid. I don't know what I was thinking, but I, you know, I was kind of in the, in the zone there. So we drive behind the vehicles. We park actually very accurate to a hundred yards. We were pretty spot on. Um, So my boss is parked and I'm parked just slightly behind him. Um, We hop out of our doors, we get our rifles ready and, my boss pulls out the mic and says, hey, this is the Fairbanks, and that's all he got out. And um, you can watch the video on YouTube. Uh, the guy jumps out of his truck, instantly turns our direction, and starts running at me and my boss shooting a rifle. Jeez. So he shot at us seven times before, before we were able to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I start shaking when I talk about this stuff. Um, so after it's all over, um, it's not done yet
3: Mm -hmm.
2: because it's the middle of the night. We're pretty much all the cops in Fairbanks right now. Yeah. So we have to have, um, troopers show up with an armored vehicle because we still have to go address the person. Like we have to see if he's okay. Mm -hmm. We need to try and give him medical attention if we need to. So, um, we go up to him and he's wearing head to toe body armor like he's got body armor literally on his face um his neck his arms his hands all the way down his legs his feet everything is covered in armor he's got a truck full of ammo he's got multiple guns firearms like a welding machine like a torch and something um who knows what he was doing but that's that's
1: yeah
2: you know unbelievable the amount of stuff he had um And so after everything's safe, you know, they determine that he's not going to make it or he was deceased or whatever it was at the time. Um, Then they tell us, okay, you need to wait here. Mm -hmm. We're going to have somebody come talk to you, and then um, we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's like call whoever you need to call. So I call Ashley. Mm -hmm. She doesn't answer. It's (laughs) the middle of the night. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't answer. She's sleeping. (laughs) Um, I called my dad's girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time, and she answered. I said, hey, I was just in a shooting. Um, I don't know what's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. You know, this is new for me, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I talked to her. I get done with what I'm doing. I actually called my kids' moms, mm-hmm. or mom, too, and I said, hey, I was in a shooting. Kiss the kids for me. Tell them I'm okay. Yeah. You know, everything's fine. Um, So... They swoop us up. I leave my my car. So all everything that happens in something like that Mm -hmm. is all evidence, right? Everything. So it's it's a criminal investigation at that time. Like they are trying to make sure that what we did is legally right or justified.
3: Okay.
2: Um, So we get to the station. They take all our guns. They they took my car. They took everything. So. Um, we get we get a lawyer Like Before I talk to even cops Anyone in my department We have a lawyer with me Like that's just the way it is mm-hmm. um, So You know I I go home I get a night to myself And like two days later I'm scheduled a Required psychiatric evaluation Just to make sure I'm eligible To go back to work mm-hmm. That's ultimately what it's for So I get three days um, where I don't work. Mm-hmm. I'm required to stay off for three days. And um, just, you know, you go see your lawyer and you see a psychiatrist and then you go to the doctor if you need to or whatever whatever you need. is It's all about you at that time. And then you're back to work. And then pretty much the day you go back to work is the day they release your name in the paper saying that, you know, you were somebody who shot at somebody and then you're instantly racist and um, you know, targeted because you fucking killed some innocent person who shot at you seven times with a rifle. You yeah. know, it's, I, by, am, by no means am racist whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I put on my uniform, everybody I deal with, I'm racist.
3: Yeah. I'm yeah. the
2: worst person ever mm-hmm. fucking just because I'm a cop. Mm-hmm. It's, awful and i hear it all the time and we hear it all the time i'm
1: saying we see yeah. it all the time all, yeah. All, yeah
3: you see
2: it all the time there's yeah. you know it doesn't matter i was born and raised here but i'm still mm-hmm. just a white boy mm-hmm. i'm still just you know basically nothing to to a lot of people which it's hard it yeah. sucks because <laughs> yeah. we hear yeah. it all the time when we hear people say thank you or you know you know it's cool what you do you know Mm -hmm. i appreciate everything you do it really is nice to hear because we don't hear it yeah i mean maybe maybe once a week i get somebody who's like hey man appreciate everything you do like hey that's cool thanks yeah
1: and how many times a week do you hear the opposite
2: i could tell you probably 20 times today you know driving by like fuck you pig or you know whatever whatever just yeah
1: it is so crazy
2: just and it's not illegal to be a asshole to a cop or to flip us off or to you know i had a guy today i was i was going to the hospital to arrest a girl with a ten thousand dollar (laughs) warrant i get there and i park and he thought i parked too close to the hospital he said you're a little close huh and i was (laughs) like i was like what was (laughs) you know excuse me like what was that and then he's like forget about it and like walked off i was like what what is your problem (laughs) i'm here getting this druggie off the street yeah you know who's causing an issue in the hospital, who's got meth on her, you mm-hmm. know? Like, what do you want me to do?
1: Yeah.
2: So, anyway, it's, it's unbelievable, <laughs> the kind of crap. Which is funny, because my dad hates cops. Does he really? Hates them.
1: Interesting. M- which,
2: he's kind of got over that a little bit now. I But my dad is not the, the most <laughs> cop-friendly person ever. Um, my cousins hate cops. I mean, some of them for obvious reasons, but the other (laughs) ones just because they're kind of a different side of the political spectrum, you know, just, Hmm. you know, so it's,
1: I think it's hard for people or I I don't understand why it's hard for people to just kind of like, it's like what you say, when you put on that uniform, people look at you different. It's like when mm -hmm. you put on that uniform, they forget that you're a human being, like you've now Mm -hmm. become a symbol and not a human being.
2: Yeah. Like, I've seen my friends get shot and killed.
1: Yeah. Like, I we, mean, there's so much to say about, like, people who go to war and people who are, like, you know, off fighting wars. And, yeah. but, like, you're doing that daily as a job that you decide to do in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I couldn't do it, yeah. you know. And it sucks that that's what's it sucks. happening.
2: It really sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you wake up and you go to work and you just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Like, is this worth it? Is, you know... But then you get there and you start doing it and it's like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of worth it. It it can be either the best job in the world or the worst job in the world Mm -hmm. in a flash, in in a heartbeat. Um, So, I mean, it's it's good days and bad days, but it's... I, I... I'm not good at anything so this is it this is this is what i got this is i gotta be a cop so i've right. seen you fight you're pretty good at that well, well, yeah, <laughs> that works too yeah i can fight i don't know if that's it's a good thing but you know yeah. people hear it on the street and then they're like oh look it's that friggin cop who, who thinks he can
1: fight let's <laughs> see how tough he is oh great but, yeah. um i guess kind of backtracking i remember um mom would never let us like go to your fights like growing oh. up because oh, yeah. she didn't like it like that wasn't her thing she just no why would she want to do that so i think the first time i ever watched you fight was at the fairgrounds
2: oh, okay yeah, which yeah
1: they showed that clip in the mm-hmm. yeah that was my last show yeah. yeah
2: that was my very last and line.
1: that was the first time i ever watched you yeah, fight that was, I was good he
2: like outweighed me by like 25 pounds
3: by, and yeah. yeah he was huge it was all right it was fun
1: yeah it was good that was funny but yeah it went well <laughs> in your favor yeah yeah, yeah. it's always well when <laughs> in my favor
2: but yeah crazy what can you do
1: why did you stop fighting i had kids Oh, well, Ultimately, that's, that's a very good <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, priori-
2: priorities. I think, you know, I hate being an adult. I fucking hate it. Yeah, I it's mean, not it's, that fun. No, it's, really it, not. It, <laughs> it's not. I love my kids to death, mm-hmm. and I would never trade my kids. You know, I got my son Jude, my daughter Lucy, and then Maeve, my new baby.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I would never trade in my kids, but sometimes you think about like what would it be like to go back to be a kid again. Mm-hmm. Or to be with my mom again. Or mm-hmm. to you know, to do that kind of stuff. Because I never do anything for myself anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: Ever. Even my job, I'm not doing anything for myself. Right. All I'm doing is helping people. Or trying to help people. Mm-hmm. Or trying to help people who don't want to be fucking
3: who helped. don't even want yeah. to be helped. Yeah.
1: So yeah.
2: it it it's I mean, it it weighs on you a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I'd like to, I'd like to do stuff for me Mm -hmm. every now and then, but I can't. I got shit I got to take care of. Which is we should try. (laughs) Of course, I I do try. Yeah, but it's hard. It's yeah, it's just hard. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all grown ups now. Mm -hmm. We know how hard it is.
1: It is for
2: sure. Just doing anything.
1: I mean, this podcast is definitely like my. Thing now because oh, yeah. I was struggling with the same thing mm-hmm. for like years after Charlotte my, my daughter was born it was just I had nothing I had nothing yeah. for myself everything was her you know it was about yeah. her and if what, what wasn't about her was about Steven and mm-hmm. what wasn't about Stephen, was about my job and then it was like what do I do <laughs> like what what is my purpose and thank God Jordan came along and we started this because this yeah. is what I have now and it's it makes a huge difference.
2: Oh, yeah. Even just an hour. Yeah. Two hours of just, this is what I want. This yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. It makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: Even if it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> if I can sit and play on my computer for 10 fucking
3: minutes, <laughs> yeah. I'm a way happier person. <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So.
1: My, my dad took Ryan the other weekend for just a few hours, and oh, he was yeah. like, you didn't nap? And I was like, no, Dad. I just watched fucking TV. <laughs> it was yeah. really nice. It was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was like, nobody was interrupting me. Yeah. It was really cool. I didn't I have to yeah. pay attention. I got to drink some wine. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No,
2: it's good when you get those times. It's
1: funny. Yeah. Um, did you... Was the question the movie No. Thing? Oh, okay. There's another question.
2: So, um, this is kind of the most cliche <laughs> question ever, but it goes it goes with my original story about my mom mm-hmm. and it's something I think about every day and what I would do
3: mm-hmm.
2: so um, I have an answer too so I'll tell you mine okay. and then you can tell me yours so my cliche question of the month <laughs> is um, if you could go back mm-hmm. and change something or mm-hmm. do something different mm-hmm. what would you do and mm-hmm. Or when would you go back and what would you do? Yeah. So mine.
1: That's a hard question. It's
2: extremely hard. Yeah. So mine sucks. <laughs> so uh, the day before my mom died. Yeah. Um, so I slept on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember coming home. I don't remember what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Hockey or soccer or, or not soccer, but hockey or time of motocross or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so I came home and my mom was already asleep mm-hmm. so I kissed her every day mm-hmm. every day um, for whatever reason I didn't that day mm-hmm. so I came home I did whatever I had to do and I didn't kiss her so oh. if I could go back I would 100% kiss my mom
3: because mm-hmm. I
2: didn't Yeah. so that's that's mine yeah <laughs> It's a hard one, it sucks.
1: Let's see, I think mine would probably, I would go back to my childhood, and I would stand up for myself mm-hmm. a little bit, a lot more than yeah. I did.
2: That's funny, because I would think a lot of people would say something like that, you know? I would've, mm-hmm, yeah. I would've put my foot down in a lot more situations. Yeah. and. I would have just decision. had, yeah,
1: I would have just had more um like I mean, how much confidence and self respect can you have as like a seven year old? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I would. I mean mm-hmm. that's what I would like to have done differently for sure. Yeah. This is the hardest question ever. I don't even I know I'm telling you. I don't it's know. A hard one. I thought
2: about this for a while and I was like, you know what? This is great. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good one.
1: I don't know. I might have to think on it. Mm-hmm. And You'll
2: have to let me know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll say mine in the intro. I was going to say, you at least have to have yeah. it ready by the time we do the intro. I will, I will, okay. I will. But that's a hard one. Mm-hmm.
2: That was my goal, was to try to get at least Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <Well, yeah,
1: laughs> I don't know. I guess I. I feel like the whole, like like, I don't. I love who I am today, so I don't really regret anything. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, especially having a child now, and just, like, you see things totally different Mm -hmm. when you become a parent. Like, not that I would want any of that, anything to change in that I don't want my life today to change. But just if I could have made myself as a child, like, a little happier, like, that's that would be, like, the reason. Yeah,
2: that's... I would never change anything in my life. mm -hmm. Yeah. Ever. But... If I could go back and do one thing. One yeah. thing different. Yeah. That's what I would do. Good yeah. one. Last thing. hmm So, and then, my dad mm-hmm. cannot cook mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So we grew up in a house with basically boys, right? Mm-hmm. Except for my little sister. Yeah. So it was me, my brother, and my dad, and mm-hmm. then my little sister, who was too young to make her own decisions. <laughs> so we lived in Anchorage, and we showed up for dinner one day. And my dad had hamburger helper.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, but it wasn't hamburger helper. He had cooked it in the microwave <laughs> with water and cut work. up hot dogs, oh, no. and he expected us to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> and he wondered why we never ate it. At anyway, I just thought it was funny. That's because I it. I remember that. Yeah, my dad still can't cook to this day. Did
1: he eat it?
2: He loved it. He, it. he thought it was the best meal ever. And whenever I bring it up at holidays or whatever, he thinks it's the greatest. Like, man, that hamburger. That hot dog, hot dog helper. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Anyway, those are the kind of meals I grew up on. That's so funny. Oh, that That's was so bad. funny. Anyway, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, wait, appreciate but now that we were talking about Oh,
1: here we go. Yeah, what do you got? I just remember always at the lake, we just had like pounds of bacon. Oh, yeah. In the morning, like, literally oh. so much bacon. Do you remember the bacon
2: bitch story?
1: No. I don't think so. so I just remember Donnie, like, just eating bacon. <laughs> it. It's funny because it like, involves we weren't Donnie. allowed to just eat bacon, but Donnie could. And it was pissed so, us off. Donnie.
2: One time when I lived, or when, when I was staying at Katrina's house,
3: mm-hmm.
2: he wanted bacon. She oh. didn't want to make him bacon. <laughs>
3: yeah. So
2: Donnie... At six years old or five years old, yeah. however old he was, he was like, where's my fucking bacon, bitch? <laughs> oh, to his mom. my God. I shit <laughs> you not. She fucking got in her car, oh, went I to the store, bought him bacon, came home and made him or made him fucking bacon.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Now, that was after my mom died. Um, so if he was saying that kind of shit when my mom was alive... He would have got the shit beat out of me. It wouldn't have gone well. Yeah. Because my mom wasn't going to take any of that
0: bullshit. That's crazy. I I feel like...
1: um, So Donnie is his younger cousin, but just a year younger than I am. So I feel like... We hung out a lot, um, but I feel like he wouldn't uh, want to like come hang out at our house because my mom was mean. <laughs> your mom yeah. Oh, put yeah. Because my put mom wouldn't put shit. up with bullshit. No,
2: you're right. Because your mom was like and my mom, where she and wasn't
1: going Katrina's house is just like whatever we wanted to
2: do. You guys want soda and candy and you shit? There's cheetos? a drawer yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Literally a drawer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a drawer. Yeah. of Just. Anything you would have ever wanted Junk. as a kid. So just, like, heaven for you, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And so. any kid, really. It, well, I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. I didn't <laughs> drink as many sodas as I could
2: <laughs> as a kid. Oh, man. Anyway. That fucking kid, man. <laughs> There's my bacon, bitch?
3: <laughs> That's, That's so funny. Oh, my God. No. Anyway.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks I love you. Thanks
0: for having me. I love you too. <laughs> hey, MMs. Thanks for joining us once again on Mental Maintenance Monday. We wanted to take time to remind you that your story deserves to be told.
1: That's right. And you can always reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at M Podcast or email us at MMPodcast1 at gmail.com. We love you. Bye.